You're listening to the Vibrant Leadership Podcast with leadership speaker and consultant, Nicole Greer. Welcome to the Vibrant Leadership Podcast. Today, I have Miss Shannon Loy on the line and live in her little home studio. Say hello to everybody, Shannon. Hey. Yeah, she's got she's got that beautiful red hair, and she's also known as the social ginger. In fact, that's the the web address that you can go to. You can go to socialginger.com. And she is all about social media and a leader in social media. And she knows that social media is far more than just platforms and posts. Uh, when used the right way, social media can be an incredibly powerful marketing tool and a relationship building tool. Shannon is the CEO, again, of The Social Ginger and knows making social media work. Uh, it means you got to have a strategy. You just can't be posting memes willy-nilly. You can't be doing that nonsense. But most companies just don't start there. They post haphazardly and frantically or maybe not at all. What should we post, they're thinking. Mm -hmm. And as a result, they miss out on serious exposure and connections. But Shannon and her team of social media experts specialize in delivering, don't miss this, this is a leadership thing, strategic social media success. And through consistency and intentional brand content, Shannon and her team guide clients clients to connect with their local and online community, which expands interest, they get referrals, they generate leads, and ultimately close sales, which in turn makes their company grow, which makes their leadership even more important, which means we're going to hire even more people to be part of the team. And when she's not guiding clients and building online relationships, you'll likely find Shannon speaking from the stage. So I know that she um, is a part of the NSA, right, up there in Virginia. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And uh, that is a place she finds comfortable after so many years of musical performance. Ooh, do tell Shannon. I want to know. Saxophone. Oh, stop. A sax. I love that. (laughs) With her unique combination of outgoing energy, technical knowledge, and passion for educating, it's no wonder Shannon is a highly sought after speaker for associations and conferences. Her authentic desire is to see others succeed at building something they're passionate about. And don't miss this. And shines through. Shine. That's my thing. Shine. S-H-I-N-E. Big shine. The red hair. Yeah. (laughs) That's why you put it in there. (laughs) Through every presentation engagement. So a round of applause (laughs) for the amazing Shannon Lloyd. So when did you start playing the saxophone? Oh, my gosh. Since middle school. Well, okay. No, actually, it was the clarinet in middle school. And then in high school, I finally picked up the saxophone. I wanted to play the saxophone in in, um, middle school, but they wouldn't let me because they only needed so many of them. So I got to start on clarinet, which actually ended up working to my advantage because then I could play both of them well. So, yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. But like carrying that saxophone around, did you have to take it on the bus? Like that's a backpack, the saxophone. It's a thing, right? Yes. And I not only play the saxophone, but of course I got to play the big one. I got to play the tenor saxophone. And Sometimes the berry sax, which is like you could put a body in the in the case. Yeah, I, I have stories of walking around a college campus with a tenor saxophone, a clarinet, a book bag full of books and you name it. <laughs> OK, so she's very strong physically as well. Like, so don't mess with Shannon. OK. <laughs> All right. Well, my first question is, is, you know, what is your definition of leadership? Every time we're on the Vibrant Leadership podcast, we want to get everybody's take on it. So what do you think? Yeah, so I really believe that you need to lead by example. Um, And 
you know, I, I trust my team. I hire them for a job. You know, I hire them to do what I need them to do. So I, I give them trust. I give them independence um, until they prove me otherwise. And, um, you know, I, I believe in having a full team and I don't like to rule as the leader. I like to rule as part of the group. Um, you know, there's time obviously when I need to kind of, you know, step up to the plate, but in general, um, I want my team to feel like I'm there on the sidelines with them, you know, and, and make them feel comfortable, feel, make them feel like they can actually be approaching me with an idea, be independent thinkers, independent leaders, you know, all of that. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. So don't miss this. What she just said is that she wants all of her followers to be leaders. Right. Absolutely. Which is a it's which is a great strategy. Um, mm-hmm. So you are this social media guru, which is another kind of leadership guru. Uh, how did you get down this path? And then I know that you have so many clients that are just putting so much faith and trust in you because social media is, is the thing right now. Right? right. And I don't ever see it quitting, really, to be honest with you. So how did you get there? And then how did you win all these people over to, to sit under your leadership with regard to social media? Yeah. So, you know, social media has only been around for a very short period of time. Right. So I obviously, when I went to college, it didn't exist as a career. It was not something you went to school for, you know, right. maybe digital marketing, but not social media marketing. And um, so, you know, I got my degree in music. We, you know, we talked about that earlier, but um, I ended up getting a position um, as a PR director for a local live music venue here in the Richmond, Virginia area. And uh, was there um, as soon as they opened their doors and really quickly learned how social media was a big player and bringing in traffic and getting butts in seats and selling tickets and all that kind of stuff. Right. So right. Um, in my journey of being the PR director, I, I learned how to, to do social media. And I then had other people ask me to help them, um, got freelance work. And I realized I really liked it. And I just kept teaching myself more and more, kept learning with different types of clients. Uh, one thing led to another. And here I am. Uh, we just celebrated five full years in business. Um, and I wouldn't have even thought, you know, six years ago that this is what I'd be going into business for. Um, but there is such a demand for it. Um, and I like it. So it was like the perfect match. Um, and, um, you know, Nicole, you asked a second question after that, and I'm trying to remember what that was. So tell me again what that other question was. Okay. Yeah. I get all excited <laughs> talking to Shannon. The way I can't like, I, get, let's get all the questions in right away. So here's the second question. So you ha- you've been in business five years. Mm-hmm. So you are what I would call a successful leader and a successful entrepreneur. How do you get these leaders to put all this trust in you? You know, because I, I think there's a lot of skeptics out there, like this social media, is that Twitter still a thing? It's like, yes, yeah. Yeah. So how did you win over all these other leaders so they would follow your social media leadership? Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I definitely continue to get skeptics. Um, but what's happening <laughs> is, and this is becoming even more evident that social media is so important, um, is with COVID. And all of the businesses, this is this is like a deep thought that I had like, you know, two weeks ago. And I was like, oh, my gosh, every single one of our clients is not only still in business, but they are thriving. And why? Because they believe in social media marketing and they 
but they don't just do social media. They have a lot of other types of marketing or strategies and that kind of thing. But it is a really important piece of the marketing mix to success. And so when I talk to clients, that's how that's how I try to get them to understand. You know, I'm like, look, here's the deal. You know, and and, and I always go back to the tin pan because that was my that was my first you know cornerstone client. And I proof is in the pudding. I saw just how much social media helped them build their brand, get the word out about shows, um, sell tickets. I mean, it's like the perfect combination of success. And every business obviously has a separate journey of success. Some businesses, you know, e-commerce businesses need to build brands, but they also need to like sell things. They run ads all the time. Then you've got, you know, business coaches or you have, you know, professional speakers or, you know, um, retail uh, service-based businesses that need to just build their brand and be aware so that when somebody is ready for their services, they're familiar with that particular person, right? You need to make noise. And so when I tell people that, and let them remind them that, you know, you have to kind of touch your potential customer in a lot of different ways, then they start to understand. And, um, you know, and I, and I tell them like, just, you know, give me a couple months, we'll get in there. You'll see, you know, proof is, proof is in the pudding, I guess. So once we start working together, you'll, you'll see, you know, the results of how, how, you know, it works for you and your business. Yeah. So when you were talking, I had like this aha, because one of the principles in leadership is like having executive presence, right? So there's a way you carry yourself. There's a way you talk to people, a way that you move inside the business. And so I'm just sitting there going, well, you know what? Your company's social media presence. And then also as the leader of that organization, you know, you kind of have to be out there telling the world what your company's you know, up to what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just an extension of your leadership presence is your social media presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, you know, you work with all these leaders that employ you to um, ba- really take their baby out to the market, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to promote your brand. I'm going to build relationships with people for you. Mm-hmm. Um, what what do leaders struggle with in terms of their brand? What do they struggle with in terms of like, you know, again, back to what should we post? What are we posting about? How do you help the leader get their vision into the social media? How do you, how do you do that? Yeah. So the majority of them are, I would say scattered uh, as far as how to approach it and have a strategy. You know, a lot of a, a lot of folks I find are more reactive and not proactive in their their attempt. Um and so and some of them just I mean their gifts are in what they do. You know, they're not necessarily social media managers, but they're being tasked to do it or have someone on their team do it. And so um you know, we we get together and we talk about okay, who is your ideal client? Who are you actually trying to attract? Right. And how do your current clients come to you? How do they find you? And once we have that conversation, then they go, oh, you know, like, okay, I get it now. Okay. And then we talk about, okay, well, they come to you for what services? They come to you for what products? 
Um, and that then we then we make a decision on what is it that we're going to go towards and start promoting for them. And just simply working with them to put all these thoughts down and, and we create stuff called content buckets, you know, figuring out what all of their content buckets are. And then we incorporate that into their full strategy. And once they're done with that, then, you know, they it's I think the biggest compliment is when a client has worked with us to the point where they're just like, look, you all got this under control. I trust you. <laughs> you know, but for them, that is like the best thing in the world because it's one less thing on their plate as a business owner that they have to worry about. That's right. And I will tell you, um, that's what I call getting a um a who to do your how. Right. And so uh, when you find a who like Shannon, she can listen to your vision and she can make it show up with, you know, beautiful images and messaging that, you know, gets your point across. So I I love that. So, you know, these business owners that you have that are thriving and there's the other bucket talking about buckets, uh, this other bucket of people who are maybe not thriving during COVID. uh, What do you think? your successful people are doing that the unsuccessful people are not doing? What do leaders need to be doing? Well, they're putting their messaging online. And what's happening is if you're, if you're relying on marketing from other channels right now, people are at home. They're looking at their phones. They're looking online and they're paying attention to things online. So that's why social media right now is bigger than ever. And I tell you, people are, are, you know, we're creatures of habit, I guess, you know, and so we've all had what, 10 months now to create this habit. Okay. And we're now using social media now more than ever. And we're online. So these companies that are using social media are finding that they're getting their messaging out They're They're communicating, which is huge. They're communicating with their potential customer, what is it that they're doing? What new services they're offering? What are their hours? Um, you know, they're 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 making themselves more accessible to who their customer is. Um, and so the ones that are not doing that or not believing in that investment are going to be really behind, and it's going to be hard for them to find a hole to stand out. Um, and um, it's not going to change, Nicole. I mean, I, I know everything that's happened over the last year. You know, our lives are different and they're not going back to the way it was. People now have developed habits to go online. If they did not have them before, if they did have them, then they're like super amped up at this point. Right. That's exactly right. Uh, yeah. And I think, you know, like you and I are zooming. I think it's here to stay. I think it mm-hmm. saves time, money, energy. And that's the bottom that hits the bottom line. Right. Yes. OK, so I want to kind of flip the tables because I know people, leaders out there could really use your expertise to help them. And we've covered that. But I want to kind of know more about Shannon Loy. I mean, you know, my thing is, is you know, when you were carrying your saxophone around the college campus, did you think you were going to have a team? Did you think you were going to be in business for five years, that you were going to be an entrepreneur? I mean, what you, is that what you were thinking? Yeah. So, um, so I went to college to become a band director. That's what I went to school for. And I That's tried a it. Cool job. I, I understand that. It is really challenging. And I mean, I've, I've always been passionate about music and um, I got a teaching job right out of college and I was just like, hmm, 
<laughs> this isn't know, what I thought it was going to be. I like to be innovative. I'm an independent thinker. I'm, I'm always looking for creative things. And I just felt like I was trapped. I felt like it was not a place. It was not the place that I was going to be. And I, and the other thing is, is I tell folks when they ask me about how did I make a decision to become an entrepreneur, it was almost ingrained in me when I was uh, in elementary school. I watched this movie called Kid Co. I don't know if you ever heard of it or saw it, but I saw this movie and it was about these kids who started a business uh, and they were in elementary school and then they made, and this is based on a true story. uh, And they were selling um, compost. And because they had a big horse farm and they were, you know, selling that stuff and uh, they made a business out of it. And I just remember thinking in elementary school, how cool is that? And I know growing up, I always sort of had these ideas of running clubs or doing things and and kind of being entrepreneurial in the way that I was. Um, But, um, you know, it, it was between then and, and when I started my business five years ago, it was an evolution of my personality and confidence. And because, you know, all of us are, are strapped by the golden handcuffs, right? And, you know, I was in a corporate job that paid me well, it took care of me, and I was terrified. I was terrified that I was going to give all that up and I was going to do something and it wasn't going to work. Right. And, uh, you know, so I, I, you know, got this job with the Tin Pan, which is the music venue. and had the opportunity to do something completely different than I was doing. And it was the right pick because it gave me the opportunity to learn something completely new and to finally figure out what I wanted to go into business for. Yeah. You know? So I, that's kind of was your, uh, that moment where you kind of got lit inside. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, I love this. It was your passion moment. Okay. So, so let's talk about Shannon, the leader who figured out her path, mm-hmm. which uh, don't miss this, everybody. That means you too can figure out what you want to be when you grow up. You right. totally can do that. Journey. <laughs> you can totally do that. Okay. So um, you said a couple of things where I think were really great. Um, you you mentioned that, you know, you worked on your confidence and some other things. So, you know, what are the things that a leader needs to kind of look at on the regular so that they know their leadership is intact and their leadership is a positive influence, not a negative influence, right? So how do you turn the mirror inward to like, how do you check yourself? Shannon, am I doing a good job? How do you do that? (laughs) Uh, You know, I work with a business coach. That's number one. Okay. So I, you know, idea, everybody work with a business coach. It is. It's huge. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because, you know, I've never done this before. You know, this is this is my first time having a business. And the other thing is, is that you need somebody on your side. Being a leader can be very lonely sometimes. You know, yes. there, there, there are topics and things that you've got to talk about that you don't want to stress your family out about because more likely than not, they're, they, they don't completely understand you. <laughs> I know my family doesn't understand me. Like I, I start talking about business stuff and their eyes glaze over and they're like, hmm. You know, and, and then you start talking money and they go, oh, aren't you afraid you're going to like go bankrupt? You know, and so they have all these fears. Well, when you're an entrepreneur, you have to kind of put those aside and you have to press forward. Right. Um, so um, having a coach has really helped to ground me, to have a, a, a sounding board, to 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 give my, you know, you know, I guess to talk about my things that frustrate me or or, are hard or obstacles, but also to have somebody to celebrate the wins because we make wins and we're like, we, we want to talk to somebody about it. Right. You know, um, 
So that that's one thing is just having that person and and honestly a network, you know, and over over the last couple of years, I've met several other entrepreneurs that um, have helped me. You know, there we, we all need each other. We all need to talk to each other and throw things around and say, hey, what do you think of this? Is this crazy or, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and so having constant growth in that aspect is helpful as a leader because um, I, I don't have an ego that makes me think that I'm perfect. You know, there's no way. Oh, I, I know that I have got that, to right? continuously learn, um, you know, and so I'm, I'm constantly checking myself and going, okay, Shannon, is there something that you should be learning here? Is there, you know, some a takeaway from this experience that will make you better the next time? Mm. And so that, you know, in itself is how I also want my employees to be as well. You know, like, you know, I want them to be constantly evaluating themselves and finding ways to grow and become better at what they're doing. And honestly, when I, when I hire somebody, that's something I look at. I I'm like, you know, what it, one I look for, are they passionate about social media and are they going to want to continue to educate themselves? Because in social media is changing every day. I think every day Absolutely. I go on Facebook and I'm trying to do a coaching session or something. Inevitably, something happens. Move the button on you. Yes. Every time <laughs> there's a new feature. And then I'm like, I'm really trying to be like, okay, I'm really not an idiot. I, right. I, I know what I'm talking about. I'll tell you, Facebook didn't have that. That's awesome. Okay. So several things, you know, so sometimes I have to slow us down and say, okay, so several things. So number one, she said to do self-assessment, I have a business coach that helps me look at my business, right. And helps me look at myself and the situations I've found myself in uh, dovetailing with the very last thing she said, which was you gotta be humble, right? So I try to take this perspective of I've got something to learn. And then she also models that for her people. I love the thing you said about, I uh, need somebody to network with. I need to make sure that I'm networking with people so I can see what's going on in the same businesses I'm in. Uh, so lots of good things for self-assessment. Okay. So I want to know your number one habit. H is the, um, second letter in my shine coaching methodology. And so the H is habits. What's the number one habit of you in terms of leadership? Like I do this on the regular and it serves my life in a powerful way. What's your, what's your great habit? Uh, you know, I have set my schedule and, um, you know, early on I, I would work and work and work and work and work. And I was going, my battery was emptying fast. And, So I made a decision. I said, you know what? I'm going to get up every day, just like this is, just like it's a job, because it is, you know, and I start work, I I work out in the morning. So I get myself in a good positive mindset and eat right. And then I show up to work. And when I show up, I work. And then I shut, my goal was to typically shut things down by like six, six, six thirty, no more you know, and I'll shut things down and I'll go home and then I don't work. I spend the evening, you know, with my family and I refuel and I get up and I do it again. And on the weekends, you know, now that I have a team, I tell you in the early days, you know, I, 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 I had to do a lot of it myself and now I have a team that helps. Um, and that has been able to free me up on the weekends. And so that's important because me time is important. And so I think that that has made a huge shift in my energy, my focus, and my enthusiasm. Mm, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Okay. Set your schedule. That's the habit, right? Protect right. your time, make work time, 
work time. Okay. I love it. All right. So the I in the coaching methodology is integrity. And that's about, you know, the quality of your character. You know, Shannon, people don't want to talk about their quality of their character. They're like, I have a lot of character. Okay. Now, uh, in light of that, what do you think is your strongest character trait as a leader? And what's the one that you're like, gosh, I got to get mastery over it, but I'm not quite there. So what's your number one? And then what's the thing you're like, oh, if I could master that, I would, you know, I'm going to blow this whole business out of the water. Social gender is going to be worldwide. It already is worldwide, but, you know, like universe-wide. Yeah. Well, so so I think the best thing about me is my authenticity. Oh, I agree. Um, you know, I, I try to be real, try to be real with clients. I try to be real with my employees. Uh, I don't try to be someone that I'm not. Um, and so that's important. And, and that will, that helps me attract the clients that I want to attract because like attracts like, um, and so that's important. Um, the one that, that, that I feel I, I need to continuously work on is communication. Communication is really challenging. Um, you know, because I find days where I get kind of head deep into what it is that I'm working on. And I go, oh, Shannon, you probably should check in with your team and ask them how they're doing. Fortunately, I have a team that does well and they check with me when they need to check with me. But it is also a very good idea to follow up with them. And then I have to remind myself with my clients, too. It's like, oh, yeah, it's time to check in, you know. So communication is always a battle um, because you can't ever over communicate in my mind. Yeah, yeah. And so you're using the word communicate, but I want to tweak it just a little bit. I'm, I'm hearing you say. Um, like the character trait of consideration. Oh, right. Okay. Like I bet yeah. you you're emailing. I bet you you're all sorts of communication that way, but it's more like, I want to check in because I want to consider what their life, their experience is right now of the, my, of my services or the experience of being an employee here. Yeah. Right. So yep. it's, it's just like, consider what other people are feeling in the moment. So I love what you said. I just wanted to tweak it a little bit because yeah. I think, um, communication. I think you definitely have those skills. It's just the character trait of consideration. Okay. Yeah. So now I want to hear about your next right step. So every leader should have like a plan, mm-hmm. right? Like we shouldn't be totally winging it. So tell me a little bit about how you plan and how you vision, like what's the vision for the social ginger and like, how do you do that process? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, of course, this time of year, I'm looking at how the year went and where I want to be next year. Right. Um, I usually, you know, I typically start it in October, November is like really when I start to really focus on it. And it's kind of, you know, finalized and thought. Um, and, um, you know, I look at my numbers. I look at how how we've been growing and I, I based off the numbers and the the, you know, how we've been growing, I can usually figure out sort of a guesstimate on growth. And the growth will determine, uh, you know, hiring, getting new team members, Um, you know, as a social media agency, you know, um, you know, I've got three people on my team that are actually employees, but I want to be um, getting to the point where, you know, some of these independent contractors that I work with, I would love to have, you know, those types of talents actually on the team. Um, and so, you know, this year we're projected to double our revenue. Um, every year has just been growing and growing. So this is good. Wow. This is why social media is Hold on huge. a second. Woo, woo, raise the I know, celebration, <laughs> right? This, this year was huge. You know, it's, I, it's, 
you know, unfortunately you for many, about, it wasn't. For me, it was. <laughs> you weren't fibbing about social media as the place to be. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so yeah, so I look at it and 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 then um you know I have my my goals of of income and then looking at okay, well I need to get to this point before I hire my next team member. Um in the meantime, what am I gonna do? You know, so um, you know, for for us, we're we've almost outgrown where we're at. We need to look at a new new place. You know, I wanna do more with video. Video is so huge. Um, and would love to have a video studio, podcast studio. Um as okay, so an that's as your an big element. vision. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and with that though comes comes being able to support having a talent to be able to come in and manage that because girlfriend here is not gonna do all that. <laughs> no, no, you need a who to do I that. need to run the business. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um so is your process written down in the computer in a spreadsheet? Yes. All that. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, I got a spreadsheet with all the numbers and PL statement. I got all that stuff, and then I've got I've got um, my kind of my vision, my vision sheet that that has yeah, like a five that's year. That's the one project. I want to know about. Talk about that a little bit more. That's the one I want to know about. Okay. We've all got a PNL and numbers and KPIs, scorecard. Maybe you don't have a scorecard. Do you have a scorecard? Scorecard. That's something that you're measuring. Like we measure this, we measure this, we measure this. These are our six metrics we look at. Oh, I mean, I think so. And not in a formal way like that. Um, but you know, I, I mean, I'm, yeah, you know, is and, and this is, see, this is where, you know, I, true authenticity right here. I am not a financial person. So I have financial people that help me do all this stuff. Right, right. So uh, as well as a coach, but, um, but going back to the financial, the, this, the five-year vision, um, you know, I, I, you know, I, I put together a master plan of where I see this business in five years and really kind of went to the full five-year plan and then worked my way backwards. How was I going to get there like incrementally, right? Each year. I love what you just said, because I talk about all the time that you have to have a prospective, which is a perspective of the future. Mm -hmm. And you turn around from the future and you look at, okay, if I want this to happen, what are all the next right steps? And so that's exactly what you're talking about, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then that can be tweaked. You know, you like who knew COVID was going to happen this year, right? So I had a projection for this year. You have to kind of erase and start over again and figure out, regroup, um, you know, add new services, whatever it is that you need to do. But um, having the clarity as to, you know, what are these certain, you know, points that I need to reach, these certain goals that are going to get me to the eventual goal, you know. And, and now that I've got a five-year history in there, I've been able, now I've been able to see kind of the growth pattern and when the, the busy season and the quiet season is, of course, COVID, COVID just screwed all that up because summer's usually slow and it was like really not so much this, this year, but. No, no, um, we're going to be on the social media because nobody's coming to the front door. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of how I do it. And, and then I just check in, I just check in and look at it and say, okay, where am I at right now? You know, and then, then for each year, you know, as the year's happening, I break it up by quarter and say, okay, well, if I'm going to get here. Then I need to look at this quarter and figure out what am I going to do to get to that next level. That sounds fantastic. Are you using traction by any chance? The book traction? 
I've heard of traction, but I have not. No. Okay. I, I know. Well, I'm going to do a whole show about traction, but uh, it sounded kind of like that's what you're doing, but it's pretty intuitive. And of course, y'all don't miss this. Shannon is advanced. So there you go. Okay. All right. So my last part of my coaching methodology is energy, is energy. So uh, tell us a little bit about how you, I'm going to pick one part of the energy. Uh, how do you energize your team? I heard you say I you know, I'm working on consideration with them, checking in with them. But uh, how do you get your team energized to do this work? Because I do know that there's a lot of computer time. There's a lot of sitting and dragging and dropping and all this kind of good jazz. How do you keep your team stoked and energized? Um, We're close. That's number one. I talk with them. I get to know them. Um, I ask them how they're doing. So I think the very point that I'm engaged with them and you know, care about them is number one. Okay. So they don't sit there and then, you know, fume and think, uh, do this job. And my boss doesn't care because I do care. I care about them. I care about how they're doing. But what I also care about is, are they happy doing what they're doing? Oh, this is key. Don't miss this. Because everybody I hire, I I ask them, I say, well, what, what is your goal? I'm hiring you for this, but what is it that really makes you tick? And they and I let them know, I'm like, you're not going to do that 100% of the time because we all have to go through something that we're not 100% on board with. But I want them to be doing stuff that they're that is their their zone of genius. You know, like oh, where is it? Wait, that wait, what did you call that? I love it. Zone of genius. That's yeah. from The Big Leap. Oh, nice. Okay. Yes. All right. I like um, it. Zone <laughs> of genius. That's fantastic. Yeah, because I find if 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 they're doing work that's within their their zone of genius and of course this is something that has to be discovered during an interview process like is this going to be the right person for this job um then they're going to be happy you know and and then just communicating to them that they're doing great that you're proud of them um checking in with them making sure that you know they they maybe they need a little remediation maybe they need a little education maybe they just need a pat on the back um you know i'm not like huggy wuggy you know you know, empath, I guess. (laughs) But what I am is I'm somebody that shows them that that I care. And so that right there, I think really helps tremendously to keep their energy alive. Yeah, 100%. Okay, so we've been right through the Shine Coaching methodology. And Shannon has given you a little world or window into her world, her leadership world, and also a little view into the work that she does where she helps leaders uh, get their ideas, get their products and get them out to the market, especially in these terrible COVID times uh, where don't miss this, she and all of her clients are thriving people. So pay attention, pay attention. So if somebody wanted to uh, talk to Shannon Loy about getting their message straight, their product lineup, you know, out there in front of the world on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. How do they get up with Shannon Loy? Uh, well, reach out to me via email. It's a uh, hello at the social um, or feel free to visit my website, the social and that will lead you down the path to connecting with me. Uh, we offer free discovery calls. So the next step would be just to have a chat and then we see, you know, which direction you need to go and what kinds of help you need. 
Okay, that's fantastic. Okay, so everybody, I'm so grateful that you tuned in today to hear the genius from Shannon Lloyd, The Social Ginger, www.thesocialginger.com. Did I get it right? You did. Absolutely. Okay, it's been great to be with you. I hope that you will think about what is possible and take some steps to make it probable. This is the Vibrant Leadership Podcast. I'm Nicole Greer, and I'm thankful for Shannon Lloyd today. We'll see you later. Thank you. Ready to up your leadership game? Bring Nicole Greer to speak to your leadership team, conference, or organization to help them with her unique SHINE method to increase clarity, accountability, energy, and results. Email speaking at vibrantcoaching.com. And be sure to check out Nicole's TEDx talk at vibrantcoaching.com slash TED talk.